Hi, and welcome. This is Latrice Bartley, co-founder of Beauty and Purpose, where we help you discover your beauty inside and out, embrace your uniqueness, and walk in the fullness of who Christ created you to be. Good morning. Good morning. This is Latrice Bartley with Beauty and Purpose. I am so excited. I mean, so excited, y'all. Oh my goodness. Listen, I am so thankful this morning. I am just thinking about the joy of the Lord is my strength, y'all. The joy of the Lord is your strength. I'm just smiling big today. I, I don't know if you can feel it through the airwaves, but the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I'm just thinking about that joy. You know, joy is something that comes from within. When you happy, happy is controlled by your emotions. You know, you can be happy tomorrow. You can be ha- sad. You can be happy maybe by two or maybe not. But it's something about the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is it comes from within. You know, it rises is up within us and I'm so 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 thankful for what God is doing in our in our life and so listen I am going to jump right in to our message today I am just um it is very heavy on me about praying for our children and I have just been seeking God and just just this is something that's very passionate um, to me, our children. But I want to come from a couple different angles that the Lord has just through my study and just in meditating him some things that he has been showing me. And I of course, I'm thinking about as most of us are, we're getting ready for school to start. We're starting to get the emails or, you know, getting prepared for our kids, um, getting the book bags, getting their clothes or um, open house and getting all the supplies they need. And, you know, just we're in preparation. It's about a month or so out, but soon in about four weeks, our kids will be back in school. But it's like in while I'm getting these emails, there's an urgency that I more that I care more about and it's not the pencils and the notebooks and the the clothes and what are they wearing but it's their souls their minds their hearts their warfare and I hear God as as we're preparing God is challenging us to begin to pray for our children to cover our children and I just need you to bear with me okay because I'm 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 going to tell you this, this thing is so real to me, y'all. So I might be sounding a little shaky. I'm okay. But God has been weighing this thing on me and we have a duty and I'm, I'm talking to men, women, but I'm especially talking to our mothers. So I want to come from a study that I did this morning and the thing blessed me. So I want to kind of kick it off this way when we're talking about our children. So you can kind of understand my urgency and where I'm coming from. I was reading today in second Samuel 20. Now I'm going to read out of the amplified version, but this thing blessed me beyond. I can even explain. Um, and I would I would encourage you to read this full chapter. But 2 Samuel 20 is about a revolt. It's Sheba's revolt. And Sheba 
was a wicked man. Um, he was under David. And basically, he caused a revolt. He um, blew the trumpet to call Israel to revolt. And, and basically go against King David. So you had these men of Israel that basically revolted. They, they deserted David, you know, like literally just, I mean, cutthroat, you know, two-faced it, that type of activity. But anyway, but then you had some of the men that stayed and they were faithful to him. But when David came back, David was really disturbed about this thing. And he said to the commander of his army, he said, you know, this man, he, he is, this is a problem in so many words. And so he said, we're going to go find him. And David, he basically instructed his commander and he said, go find him. He said, he'll do more harm than Absalom did. And he said, take, you know, some servants with you. And he said, I want you to go find him. So he don't try to hide in these cities. So you basically, the long story short, I, like I said, I would encourage you to read it. Um, you have these arm, the, the army, they take out um, his commander. They're looking for him, right? They're looking for Sheba. Now, this takes us to, as you keep on going down, if you get down to verse 13, they are pursuing Sheba as their King David told them. And so now it says that Joab, he went through all the tribes of Israel. I mean, he looking for him and they're going after Sheba, but they came, um, the army of Joab, they came to beseech him and they found where he is. Right. And so the city has walls up because the city is hiding. He's in the city hiding. And it said that the army literally began to just assault. They are coming against this city. So you imagine at night like somebody at your door. They like we going we determined to get in your house. This is how this army is to get to Sheba, to get to this person. I mean, they tear it. They like trying to break this, this get into the um get into where he is. So they're coming against the wall. And so it was literally like reeking. This is the intensity of how they're trying to get this guy. Now, this is where I'm going. And y'all, I just saw this this morning and it blessed me. So I want to share it to you. And I'm going to read verbatim, starting at verse 16. Then a wise woman cried out from the city, Hear, hear, tell Joab, come here so that I may speak to you. Verse 17. So when he approached her, the woman asked, Are you Joab? He answered, I am. Then she said to him, Listen to the words of your maidservant. He answered, I'm listening. Verse 18. Then she said, in the past, people used to say they will certainly ask advice at Abel. And so they settled the dispute. I am one of the peaceable and faithful in Israel. You are seeking to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why would you swallow up, devour the inheritance of the Lord? Now, let me stop right here. So you have this army that is going after this evil man who basically caused a revolt in King David's army. He split his camp. He got half of the men that he got with him to, to basically leave um, King David. And you have half that stayed and they remain faithful. 
But you have where they're, listen, they pursuing them. And they know he in this city. And so they said, if we got to take the whole city, we going to do what's necessary to get them. So they wreaking havoc. They trying to get in. But you have a woman to say, in other words, if I could say in my day, what's going on? You know, now you coming to not only tear down my city, but you coming to my house. You coming bothering my stuff. Okay. And so she basically says, let's talk. You know, she came out and said, let's talk. And so she said, you seeking to destroy not only a city, but a mother in Israel. She talking about herself. And so Joab answered in verse 20 and he said, far be it, far be it from me that I would swallow up or destroy. That is not true. But a man of the hill country of Ephraim, Sheba, the son of Bichri by name, has lifted up his hand in rebellion against King David. Only hand him over and I will leave the city. So he basically said, this is the problem. We, I'm not trying to do you harm, but you all got the problem in, in the city. So we coming after the city. And the woman said to Joab, behold, his head shall be thrown to you over the wall. Then in verse two, this is where I'm going, y'all. Then the woman in her wisdom went to all the people to inform them of the agreement. They beheaded Sheba, the son of Bigri, and threw his head down to Joab. So he blew the trumpet, signaling the end of the attack, and they dispersed from the city, every man to his own tent. And Joab went to return to Jerusalem to David the king. Y'all, oh my God. So let me go back. So you basically had this woman and say, hold on, you coming, like I said, in my, in, if I could talk in my day, you coming to my house, you trying to destroy, not only are you after my, my city, my place of rest, but you after me, you getting ready to kill me. What's the problem? She said, let's talk about this thing. And he said, that's not what I'm doing, but in the city is the problem. And this is a man who basically raised his hand. He caused a revolt. He, he rebelled and we're after him but he's in your city and she said oh okay i can fix that let me go cut his head off and give it to you and save the city y'all let me just stop right there so you say latrice you said that you want to talk to us about prayer and praying for our kids but what does this story have to do with it y'all when i read this story and in my study just was receiving so much that the Lord was downloading when this was ministered. When I tell you, I got so empowered. Do you hear me? Because when she threw over his head, he was like, trumpet sound, we gone. Thank you. In other words, have a good day. But what I saw was so many things in this story. Number one, a woman who recognized who she was it starts out saying that she was a wise woman she had some good sense if you remember i told you when you look up one of the definitions of wisdom it's just plain good sense she had some good sense and so not only did she have some good sense but she said she had i saw in this where she had concern she had compassion she had initiative y'all i could go on because you know she didn't say oh god let me go save my house or let me see how i can hide but she said let me go confront the problem so she had enough sense in a respectful way to say let's talk about this this is how we normally settle things may i talk to you and he said yeah and from that she was able to find out oh this what we all about to die from oh we can handle this we'll cut his head off and send it over to you because we ain't all about to die at the mercies of the evil y'all 
what I saw in this is if we as women and as mothers would take the initiative, the wisdom, the tenaciousness that this woman went and began to throw some things over the wall. Y'all, when I tell you the Lord began to download when I was reading this, because I was thinking about our children. First of all, she recognized that there was a problem. These people were wreaking havoc on the, I mean, they said they coming, this army coming out the wall. They are re, they about to tear this place down. And she said, hold on, let me go see what's going on. And I thought about naturally so how the enemy is trying to come against our houses he's trying to come against our marriages he's trying to come against so many things but if we would say hold on hold on wait a minute like why is all this pressure why is my child acting out of what's going on and see whereas she went to speak to um she went to go speak to the commander but y'all I believe what we have to do is begin to speak to God. See, she she went out and said, wait a minute, let me go talk to him. Let me go see what's going on. And so she went out and, and talked to Joab and said, let's talk. But I began as things began to rise up. If we would begin to seek God's face, if these things, the things that's beating our doors down, the things that's beating our marriages down, the things that we're seeing in our children, but are we disturbed enough to say, hold on, let me, let me fall to my knees. See, she went out and confronted, but some of us, we see our kids being literally taken out by the devil, but are we disturbed enough to take some initiative like she did and say, let me go talk, let me go go let she said let me go see Joab but I'm telling you today we need to go see Jesus Jesus what's going on in my house why is my child acting out of their plumb mind why is my marriage going through this situation Lord I need you to tell me some things that's going on what needs to be thrown over because see here's the thing number one a lot of times when we go through trials, it's very easy for us to just immediately put things on the devil. Lord, I'm coming to you, the devil busy. But see, some things are not the devil. Some things is us. Some things we have not, we haven't petitioned God. We haven't been at his feet. We just do what we want to do. And then now that we have these issues, it's like it's the devil. But the Lord say, no, this is at your hands. You never talked to me. You never asked for wise counsel. You never gave me your money. You didn't give me your child. You didn't give me your marriage. You went and did what you thought. And so here is the fruit of that harvest. So sometimes we have to do a self-evaluation, but then when you know that things are lining up, it's time to say, okay, now God, your word says I'm doing my part. I'm coming to you. Like I need to talk to you and find out what's going on. And that's what I saw in this y'all. It's time to begin to seek the face of God. But listen, Here's the thing that blessed me with this is when we begin to seek God's face. The first thing that I thought about was Matthew six, right? And we all know this scripture, but Matthew six and 33, and it tells us something that we should do. Now it says, and I'm going to read it in the amplified version, but at first and most importantly, seek. Aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness. 
his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you. Now we know it, seek ye after the, seek after the kingdom of God and his righteousness and at everything else he'll add. But y'all, the reason I wanted to bring this scripture is it's telling us our first thing to do is seek his way to seek after his attitude, his character. But I want to tell you, I'm tying these two together. She was so distraught. She said, wait a minute, I'm about to lose my life. She said, you coming out the mother of this city. She knew her place. She said, you coming out my place and my life. What can we talk about this? Y'all, if we got so disturbed, about what was going on in our house, in our children's life, in our country, in our school systems, and begin to seek God's face and say, Lord, what is it that I can do? First of all, I'm seeking you to make sure that my life is lining up. Is there anything that we might find if we would just go to God that some things need to be thrown over the wall? See, she went and straight got the problem. She said, oh, you come here. And she went and they said she cut his head off and threw it over the thing y'all i'm talking about like i ain't even care here you go now we fixing to go live in peace if we would take that initiative we could begin to spot out some things y'all i believe there's some things that the lord will begin to show us maybe we're having some issues in our children's lives but what are we allowing them to be a part of? Who are we allowing them to be in relationships with? Yes, you know, when your children get of age of accountability, it's a little bit, but some of it ain't even that. We are the ones that's going out and buying them the little hooker outfits. We are the ones that allow them to go and be a part of anything, but then we want a holy child and we trying to understand why they so enthrust in sex and we allow any and every music. No, you are not responsible in a sense for what they do away from you but what do you allow right there when they in your presence what are you allowing them to do what are you allowing them to see what are you allowing them to hear but there's some things that we need to begin to throw over the wall y'all there's some things that our wall we need to look and take inventory as parents it said to seek after me and this is where i'm going and why it's been so important because y'all here's the thing god gave us our children he gave us they are gifts y'all and god holds us as parents responsible for what we do with our children and how we raise them. It's not the school system, the church, the Bible study. It's not their responsibility, but it is ours as parents to pass our children. Those are resources. But then God is looking for us to come to him. He is our source. And that's what I feel like, you know, I think about in even with Matthew 6 and 33, we, we quote this scripture, right? And the Lord was just even showing me, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God. A lot of times we almost really, you could replace that. We look at it as acknowledging him, right? And that sounds good. Acknowledge the Lord, you know, in all thy ways and he will direct thy path. But see, you can also think about it. I was thinking about the analogy of, let's just say when you give a speech or maybe you're speaking somewhere. 
it's customary when you get up to the pulpit or I'm just saying if maybe you're speaking that you know your surroundings. You know if it's let's say a, a ministry or something, you give honor and reverence to who's there. Or if you're going to a university and maybe you speak, you you honor, you know, those, the deans and the people, you know, and what that basically means is calling their names. I think I give honor to the pastor I, or I want to say thank you to the dean for this speaking engagement. In other words, you acknowledge them. You, you call a name and you keep it moving, right? But see, that's what we do with Christ. We just call his name. You know, we're not acknowledging him in the way of what Matthew 6 and 33 is saying. We're not seeking after him and striving after being right according to the word of God, having the attitude and the character of God. We just want to acknowledge him, call his name, put a little Jesus on it. Jesus, what you think? But we don't really care what you think. Don't ask me to not change how I live or to give a sacrifice or to live a different way or to be ye holy. I just want to give you a little reverence, call your name, checkpoint. You know, I said Jesus today, but we not really like what Matthew 6 and 33 is saying, really seeking after his ways, y'all. But he said, when you seek after me, I, I have everything. And the reason I'm bringing this up, because as parents, we got to begin to give our children to him and say, okay, Lord, I'm fixing to start here. This child belongs to you. What do I need to know? What is his or her weaknesses? What are their strengths, God? Lord, I'm putting the teachers up before you. God, what are some things that I as a parent, there's things that we see. We see things as our parents. I'm just saying, we know our child a liar. We know they disrespectful. We know, ain't no sense of sitting there acting like, oh, my child, yes, your child. But what you gonna do about it? Now it's time to hit my knees and say, oh no, not out of what I birth and then what are you doing are you allowing them to fill their ears with disrespectful music music that causes them to disrespect women and cuss and do all this stuff but then you want a respectful child huh that don't go together and I don't care if they 22 but when they come in my house there's going to be a standard and there's going to be a measurement that you got to add up to in my house this is what we do when you go outside my house this is what you do mom I came by to get some dinner that's fine baby but when you eat this dinner Tupac gonna be off when you go outside what you do I yes you're 21 but in this house there's a respect see the little things like that you don't know how it's setting a standard y'all but again we take so casually but it's time to throw some things over the wall it's time to cut the enemy I mean off by his neck and throw it over and say no what's going on in your marriage you know begin to look and say okay what are we are we at two is some are there some third parties uh, maybe I need to humble myself what do I need to cut off and throw over the wall get this thing out my house it's time to do inventory listen we at the halfway year you know in the beginning of the year everybody cleaning everybody writing a new plan well it's time to do some evaluation what where you at now has the dust piled back up is the stuff a hot mess what's going on in your house y'all is the parents it's time to 
We got to cover our children. Our children are being exposed and doing, they have already so much that's coming against them. But we can begin to take authority over their minds and begin to bind them up to the word of God. I don't care what the situation looks like, but I'm going to say what God says. And yes, you have to stand on the word of God no matter what's being shown. And so y'all, I just, this thing blessed me so this morning because I saw the tenaciousness, number, number one, of a mother. And she said that in the Amplified Version. She said, I'm the mother of this city. In other words, she knew who her, where her place was. And she stood up to her rightful place. Y'all, we got to stand up. You the mother of this house. Who, what devil gonna come get your child? What devil gonna tell you this is what I'm gonna do? Who gonna tell, no ma'am, listen, I want you all to get disturbed and begin to seek God over this year. Begin to call. And I don't even, I'm not just even saying pray over that that's wrong and oh my goodness. But begin to speak life into our children. Begin to declare God's word over their life. Begin to declare that nothing will come to entangle their feet. And then teach them y'all. Get up off your knees and begin to go talk to your children. Ask them, you know, what do you want to see in this year? If they looking at you and like, I don't know. Okay, well, let's sit down and talk about it. What happened last year? What are some things that you wish didn't happen last year that happened last year? You don't want to happen this year. How are we going to go about it? What's some goals we have? Y'all, we got to begin to get involved. Talk to them. Don't just, you going to serve Jesus. We just take them to church. You know, live holy. But make this thing applicable. Make righteousness applicable. Make the word of God applicable to where they are. Let them know that God cares about their acceptance into college. God cares about them knowing the alphabet. God cares about them developing right relationships. God can't like we got to make this word believable and make God attractive because he does care. But we as the parents are not doing our part. We live in any kind of way before them. First of all, they confused by our life, by how we do things, how we live a double standard life, how we cussing and doing this. But then in one man, Jesus understand we live in all kind of ways till they don't know what to follow. We got to get ourselves in order. But then if you in order, I would encourage you to get like this mother. This mother said, oh no, I'm not fixing the parish and neither is my city. I'm going to go out and talk to the prophet. I'm fixing to go out and talk to the man of God. Well, Absalom. She said, I'm getting right. I mean, not Absalom, y'all. I'm thinking about what King David said, but she said, I'm getting ready to go out in the name of my city and I'm fixing to figure out what's going on. She said, we're not getting ready to all perish. And so she said, let me go talk to Joab. And she went out and he listened. And so what I'm saying is y'all, there is authority that we have. We don't have to hope and pray everything. And I hope this year goes well. No, we can begin now before the school year. Let me tell you something. I done already went on the portal. I know who Langston and Miles teachers are. I'm calling them up. Not, not only just in, in, um, 
in hopes for my children, but I'm praying blessings upon their teacher, upon their children, upon their family, that God would crown them with wisdom, that he would give them how to teach not just my children, but the whole class. Y'all, I'm binding up anything that would come to be a distraction in the class. Y'all, I'm praying for the principles. Y'all, we got to begin to pray. Oh my God, if the mothers would fall to their knees and begin to pray, y'all, and begin to cut, throw these things out. We don't have to take anything. Do you hear me? And then listen, maybe you say, well, my children, she, my child in my womb, or my child too. You don't have no excuse. Listen, Olivia is 21 months. Let me tell you something. I'm praying over her mate. I'm praying over her mind. I'm praying over her purpose. I'm praying over her feet. I anoint her head. I anoint her mouthpiece. She gonna speak the word of God. I am, I'm praying over her immune system, her relationships, her friendships. Y'all, you think I'm waiting? Well, when she get to kindergarten, I'm praying over too. People, I, I heard somebody the other way. Well, she about to terrible too. No, we ain't. I don't receive terrible too. I begin to tell God, you let her be sweeter than two than any of my children have been. Y'all, I recognize the authority that I have in God and I don't have to take anything. Do you hear me? And so I am telling God, you take her. Listen, I fought for her life, but I was able to endure because of your grace, because of your mercy. You brought her here and you know why she's here. So God, today I commit her. Listen, tomorrow I'm going to be committing her. On Saturday, I'm going to be committing Langston Miles and Olivia. Listen, I'm not playing about my children. I'm committing my husband. We got to, listen, cut the enemy's neck off and throw it over. So y'all, I'm going to go ahead and end. There's a part two. If y'all can't tell, I'm, I'm trying to calm myself up, but I'm tired, y'all. Our children, our nation's children. I mean, we got families. You, Our children are being attacked and we're sitting by in the church shouting, slain. Get up and do something. Get up and begin to teach. Get up off the floor and begin to get on your knees and call the word of God into existence. Begin to pray in the spirit. Begin to sit down and talk to your children. Begin to when they do wrong to explain to them why it's wrong. Y'all, we got to teach. Oh my God, we have to teach. And so I just want to let you know it's time to pray. Y'all be blessed. This is Latrice with Beauty and Purpose. I will be coming back with part two. But listen, it's time to cut the devil's neck and throw it over the wall. Be blessed. Remember, this is Latrice Bartley with Beauty and Purpose, reminding you that you were created for such a time as this.